Welcome back to the Refugee Report. This episode's focus is the ongoing situation in Israel and Palestine. This is the first episode of a two-episode series on the topic. Today, I will be explaining the complex history of the conflict. It includes colonialism, nationalism, and wars over the past century. Before beginning this episode, we would like to add some disclaimers. This is an incredibly controversial topic. However, this podcast aims to highlight and explain refugee crises wherever they may be. The purpose of this episode is not to take a political stance in favor of one side. Please keep this in mind when listening. If you think something is incorrect or biased within the episode, please reach out to us. If there is a gross misrepresentation of information, we will remove it from the episode. Also, the following audio and descriptions may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. The region that makes up modern-day Israel, the Gaza Strip, and the West Bank is known as Palestine. Keep in mind that is not a political statement. This is just the typical name given to the geographic region. The word Palestine is derived from the Philistine presence in the region during ancient times. It denotes the region between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. This region borders modern-day Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, and Egypt. This area consists of large hills, dry and arid land, and a long coastline along the eastern Mediterranean. This makes it a desirable region to grow crops like olives and grains. Humans have lived here for thousands of years, and it is one of the most important religious regions in the world. All Abrahamic religions, meaning Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, have significant sacred sites here. This is especially the case in the city of Jerusalem. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre is significant to Christians. It is believed to be the place of Jesus Christ's burial and resurrection. The Temple on the Mount, or the Dome of Rock, is the third most important site in Islam. It is believed that this is where Muhammad ascended into heaven to meet God. The Western Wall, also known as the Wailing Wall, is one of the holiest sites in Judaism. It is a remnant of the Second Temple of Jerusalem. However, the original temple was where the Dome of Rock is now. This is a point of religious tension. All of this has made the region a battleground for multiple religious wars throughout the centuries. The most obvious example of this is the Crusades. However, it is a common misconception to believe that the theological differences dating back millennia, have caused the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. Although differences in religion play a role, the conflict centers on national and political differences. Before 1900, the region mainly consisted of Muslims and Christians with a small Jewish population. Generally, these groups lived in peace, and the area was under Ottoman control. During the late 19th century, Anti-Semitism was on the rise throughout Europe. As a result, many Jewish Europeans began to believe that they would never be truly welcomed into their communities. This led to the rise of Zionism. This is an incredibly complex ideology, but it is essentially the belief that Judaism is not just a religion, but also a nationality that needs its own nation. Some Jewish people have religious reasons for supporting this belief. However, many, including early Zionists, are secular Jews who believe that they need a country for their identity. 
Around the early 20th century, many British politicians promised the Jewish people a homeland in Palestine. This was a largely political move in order to gain the support of Jewish communities. At the time, Palestine was still part of the Ottoman Empire, so it wasn't theirs to give. This changed, though, with the end of World War I. The Ottoman Empire fell, and the British and French divided the Middle East. One territory that was under British rule was Palestine. It was called the British Mandate for Palestine. Throughout the First World War, the British had promised the region to multiple groups and obviously could not fulfill all of these promises. So the region came under British colonial rule. Although the British did not create a Jewish state, they did allow an increase in Jewish migration to the region. The Jewish people that did this began large farming settlements and communities in the area. Around the same time, there were dramatic ideological shifts among Palestinians. Prior to World War I, Palestinians were considered a part of the larger Arab ethnic group. However, there was a movement to individualize Palestinian as its own unique group. It's important to note that being Palestinian is not synonymous with being Muslim. Although the majority of Palestinians practice Islam, there are also Palestinian Christian groups. Nonetheless, this discovery of identity led to more Palestinians calling for their own state. Throughout the 1920s and 30s, tensions began to slowly rise between Palestinian and Jewish communities in the region. Soon, there were sporadic instances of violence between the two groups. By 1936, Palestinian militias took up arms and revolted against British colonial rule. The British military then worked with Jewish militias to fight back. This outbreak in violence led to growing calls for change in British policy in the region. As a result, Jewish migration to the British Mandate for Palestine was greatly limited by the end of the 1930s. The British focus then shifted to Poland, where the Nazis invaded in 1939. World War II began, and with it came the Holocaust. Following the war, the world saw firsthand the atrocities committed against the Jewish people. Death was still claiming its daily toll in Belsen. German guards carry away the shrunken, tortured bodies of men and women systematically murdered. The Nazis kept the occupants of Buchenwald in filth and disease. Their valuables they stored with Prussian thoroughness. Dental plates, teeth with gold fillings, trinkets, rings, plate, household ornaments, everything indexed and pigeonholed. In these camps today, British nurses, doctors and medical students use blood plasma and every possible means to rebuild broken bodies. Doctors say men will be dying a year hence from their sufferings in Belsen and Buchenwald. The mass genocide committed against the Jewish people showed the world the horrific cost of anti-Semitism. Over six million Jews were murdered by the Nazi regime. As you can imagine, this caused a surge in support for a Jewish state due to the unfathomable scale of atrocities. The British, recovering from the effects of World War II, handed the colony over to the newly formed United Nations. The United Nations needed to do something about the region due to increased fighting between Jewish and Arab groups. So, in 1947, the region was divided between Israel and Palestine. Jerusalem was to be designated as a special international zone, 
since Christians, Jews, and Muslims all have significant holy sites in the city. This is known as the Plan of Partition. This was a rough patchwork of territory that looks far different from the borders drawn today. Palestinian territory was much larger, and Israeli territory was much smaller. Many Middle Eastern countries saw the move as another example of European colonialism. So, newly formed Arab countries declared war on Israel, starting the Arab-Israeli War from 1948 to 1949. But bounded on all sides by hostile Arab states, Israel calls its world's newest nationals to arms, for infant Israel is threatened with brevity and the breaking of a promise that couldn't keep. With Arab invasion imminent, Haganah troops abandon underground activities to train for open war. First Arab attacks are fierce, and tribal troops make quick work of conquest in old Jerusalem. Ancient metropolis of Holy Land would not yield to ravages of time, but savage assault by attacking Arabs turns the sun-baked city into a broken, burned-out battlefield. Israel won the war, meaning they seized swaths of Palestinian territory and parts of Jerusalem. This was the first time that the territories of the Gaza Strip and West Bank were truly defined. The Gaza Strip refers to a small stretch of land in southwest Palestine, and the West Bank is an area east of Jerusalem. This war is still extremely controversial. It is seen by the Israelis as a patriotic war that led to the founding of their nation. It is seen by Palestinians as a catastrophe that left many stateless. In fact, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians were forced out of their land. The Israeli government took up a policy of expulsion, creating a massive refugee crisis. Today, the refugee population that was displaced as a result of this is about 7 million people. The string of conflicts within the region did not end here. The Six-Day War happened in 1967, and Israel seized all of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. In addition, the Sinai Peninsula was taken from Egypt, and the Golan Heights was seized from Syria. War in the Middle East. Israeli forces drive spearheads across the Sinai Peninsula, west to the Suez Canal, south to the entrance of the Gulf of Aqaba, breaking the blockade, capturing the west bank of the Jordan River, and occupying the old city of Jerusalem. The first crippling blow came early in the four-day war, when the Arab Air Force was destroyed on the ground in air raids on 25 bases in three countries, Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. The Camp David Accords of 1978 brokered peace between Egypt and Israel. This meant Israel gave Egypt the Sinai Peninsula. After this, tensions between Israel and many Arab nations slowly began to dissipate, although there weren't any official treaties to acknowledge this. At this point, the conflict transitioned to being more focused on Israeli and Palestinian relations. In fact, during the 1960s, Palestinian nationalism was on the rise. The Palestinian Liberation Organization, also known as the PLO, was formed in order to create an independent Palestinian country. This group fought Israel and committed numerous terrorist attacks. The PLO originally wanted all of modern-day Israel, and fighting between the two groups went on for years. The PLO eventually softened their demands to wanting a divided territory. Throughout this time, Israelis began settling in the West Bank. Settlers did this for a variety of reasons, but the land was subsidized and made cheaper, which incentivized settlers. 
These settlers had to be protected by armed guards when moving in due to threats of terrorist attacks. However, in many cases, these settlements forced Palestinians out of their homes. This has greatly complicated Palestinian efforts for a completely independent state, since Israelis have started living in what is supposed to be Palestinian territory. All of this created the first Intifada. The word Intifada means shaking off, and it was a period of unrest from 1987 to 1993. This started out as protests that turned violent, and Israeli forces responded with force. Hundreds of Israelis and over a thousand Palestinians were killed. Around this time, Palestinians in Gaza began to break away from the PLO, believing them to be too secular and ineffective. So the violent extremist group, Hamas, was formed. Their goal was to completely destroy Israel. This incredibly violent group has carried out numerous terrorist attacks on civilians throughout the 20th century. All of this created the threat of further escalation. This led to the Oslo Accords in 1993. This agreement formed the Palestinian Authority, which allowed Palestine to fully govern certain sections of the West Bank. Hardliners on both sides opposed this, and Hamas began suicide bombing attacks on Israel. The Prime Minister of Israel was even assassinated by a right-wing Israeli in the middle of Tel Aviv. There was another attempt to establish the Oslo Accords at Camp David in 2000, but this effort failed. This created the Second Intifada from 2000 to 2005. This Intifada was far more violent than the first. 1,000 Israelis and 3,200 Palestinians were killed. These are rough statistics, and the number of casualties is probably higher. Following this, the Israeli stance on the conflict shifted further right because there was increasing doubt that peace could be achieved with the Palestinians. Palestinians felt the same way. They were repeatedly being forced from their homes and having their civil rights violated. This escalation led to greater walls, checkpoints, and controls over Palestinian territories. All of this has led to a conflict today that involves terrorist attacks, frequent missile strikes, and violent clashes between both sides. This will be discussed in the next episode. That concludes this episode of The Refugee Report. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow our Instagram at WartimeAid. Tune in next week to learn about the modern-day conflict and refugee crisis within Israel and Palestine. As always, thank you for listening.